Differences of habit and language are nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open. We all love Harry Potter, the series, and the fandom. These books and the world they create are bigger than the author. We cannot ignore the author's distaste with the LGBTQ affinity, especially the trans community. We are only as strong as we are united, as weak as we are divided. If you were affected by this ignorance and hatred, please know we are here for you. We will stay with you until the very end. What's up, witches? Hi, guys, gals, non-binary pals. I'm Abby. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am a Hufflepuff. And my name is Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a Gryffindor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little bit since we've gotten together. Taz to Taz. Um, yeah, we're we're doing it. So we're getting into we're Goblet of Fire. We're starting a new book, everybody. When God am Leviosa. Um it's the only spell I could think of off the top of my head that wasn't a, well, the other one I thought of was um the killing curse. And I'm like, you know what? We're not gonna do that today. Yeah, that's way harsh, Ty. That's way harsh. I do have <laughs> you know my wand is kept on um i got the safety lock on at all times just in case that's good <laughs> yeah don't put so. it in your pocket better wizards have less their buttocks that way i fucking love that line <laughs> oh, me too <laughs> and i love that when we went to universal and you would say that you would say it in your alistair moody voice yeah go ahead do it. <laughs> better wizards have lost their buttocks <laughs> yep and you would get like really into it. I'm just like, I love this I bitch love so much. I'll get more into it when we yes. go back to Universal. Yes. <laughs> and I feel the magic around me. Yes. <laughs> so what have you been up to? What are you watching or listening to? So we have not recorded in, it's a been a little minute. bit for us. Um, took a little bit of break, but we have the things to kind of hold everybody over, I hope. Um, mm-hmm. And probably about two days ago, I was like, oh shit, all these things that I've been watching and reading and listening, I have not written down at all. So no, I, despite no. the fact that I have been watching probably a lot of things and all that, I only wrote down two things. Hey. Um, <laughs> there's a an episode of a podcast, Let's Get Haunted, where they covered the Donner Party, which was incredibly interesting. Very, very gross. Had I usually can do really well. Something about cannibalism, though. I just can't. I just can't get into. I can't do that one for uh, too much in a t- at a time. <laughs> That's on my on my um, my watch list or my listen mm-hmm. list for next week. Yes, um, I had to break it's a it up long into, episode. It is. It's like two and a half hours or something like that. I had to break it up into two. Um, I already was feeling like kind of gross one day, and then listening to that, I was just like, "Why do I want to throw up so bad?" It's like oh you're listening to people eat other people. Yeah. Um, and then I also, we also watched a docu-series, a three-part called Captive Audience, a real American horror story. Hmm. And it is about this young man. When he was seven years old, he was kidnapped and he lived with his kidnappers for seven years. And then his kidnappers kidnapped another child when, he, when the original one was 14 and the new one was seven. And like, he helped himself and this little kid escape and it was like his life afterwards it's only three episodes which i felt like they could have gotten like way more into it because there was just so much going on 
Um, but it was very, very good. So I highly recommend watching that. What is it called? Captive Audience, A Real American Horror Story. So I listened to the story on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And the story is bonkers, mm-hmm. like bonkers. But I didn't even know that this was a docuseries. That's, mm-hmm. um, I'll for sure watch that. It is very good because it incorporates, because they did a made-for-TV movie movie about it. Mm. So they have the, Stephen was the boy that was kidnapped originally. It's got mm-hmm. his family, the people, the actors who portrayed him and his family in the made-for-TV movie. And it's also got like cuts of the writer writing the made for TV movie as well. Like the recordings of it. It is done so fucking good. It's so good. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. I've watched more. I just don't know what else I've watched. So that's all I have. (laughs) Oh, Lord of the Rings. I could hear Matt in the background going, Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I forgot he texted me that too. Yes, we have been watching Lord of the Rings as well. Um, it is a very fucking good. It is. It is. Um, yeah, watch that if you guys haven't already. There is a song that was in, because we're recording this like a week in advance because you're going out of town for work. But there was a again. song. Again. <laughs> again. This is a really lengthy trip too. Dude, I'm like two lengthy trips back to back. Yes. And I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yes, I'm tired for you. Um, but there was a song in last week's episode, which is like three weeks ago, episodes for uh, people listening to this when this comes out. And I am so fucking obsessed with it. I cannot stop singing this song and listening what to song? it. It's, do you know the um, Not All Who Wander Are Lost quote? Yeah. So that was a quote by Tolkien. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the song has that line in it and that's like kind of what the whole song is about oh really and the character who sings it i feel like she and i would be best friends she is pretty much just abby and hobbit form what? is this a song or is this a musical it's just a song okay so lord oh, of the rings you said character so i was yes. like wait hold on <laughs> so lord of the rings something that matt is very very passionate about is letting all of the Lord of the Rings movie fans know that Lord of the Rings books aren't fucking cool because everybody's always singing. He's like, I'm he's rereading The Hobbit right now. And he's like, I'm on chapter five and there's been seven songs. Are you serious? Yes. It's I so that. it's way more dorky than everybody like thinks it out to be. They sing? They sing all the goddamn time. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> it's <right>. incredible. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Yeah, it's not just it's not my jam. What but if I good for to them? You? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, bitch. <laughs> uh, real quick, what does your shirt say? It's so distracting because every time you you sit up, I like try to read it real quick. <laughs> so it's a T-shirt that says "I feel God in this Chili's tonight," and oh. it's from the office. <laughs> yes. And I wore this to one of my days in Disney back when we went in 2020, pre-COVID. And I got so many fucking compliments on this shirt by cast members. Everybody oh. was like, love your shirt. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's amazing. So, yeah. I, I love God it. in this chilies tonight. Oh God in this chilies. 
What have you been watching, listening to, and Justin? Um, I'm sure a lot. I wrote down nothing. Okay. So I will also go into two. Um, <laughs> House of the Dragon. Yes. Hot D. Really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say I only got to watch one episode before mm-hmm. I left my family for uh, like a month straight. So <laughs> work trips, not um, just because you were tired of them. I did not leave <laughs> for the sh- for the fun of it. I left for work. And super good though, man. I yeah. am finally home tonight, tomorrow, and Monday. So I'm really hoping that my husband also wants to watch this because I really want to watch this. Um, Ghosts Return. Mm, mm-hmm. So fucking funny. I love that show. And then one more, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. Uh, I saw the last five minutes of that. I did not want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I was like hardcore pass because there are so many Marvel movies out. Oh, yeah. I cannot keep them fucking straight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're just like trying to just like get more money. <laughs> so hey, Sarah, I did not. They a hundred percent are trying to get more money. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I would love to get more money. <laughs> um, but my husband just like put the, sh- put the movie on and I was like, ugh. so I was like, kind of like on my phone for half of yeah. it, but I was like, Natalie Portman's back. She's got mm-hmm. muscles. So I'm excited for that. Well, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, they like made fun of themselves like the whole time. So it was kind of like hokey and mm-hmm. um, very comical. Uh, there are some hard pieces in there. So of course I fucking cried. That's okay. Um, you cry a lot. I teared up. Um, not too, too often, but for this movie mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really cute. I do recommend it. Okay. So yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I read some Harry Potter, trying to get up and ready. Oh my god! I know. And look, introducing Sarah's new big ass book. Hell yeah! Let me take a picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. let me figure out how to take a picture. <laughs> I did Let's it. do it again. So okay. then my face is over on this side. You did it twice. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I asked him to get me a coke nice i was like please i hope she got a snack because i'm hungry <laughs> now i just want to eat vicariously through everybody else tell me what you're eating while you're listening to this podcast okay <laughs> and everybody that goes for anybody <laughs> yeah everybody listening what are you eating right now um i have a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich which i scarfed mm-hmm. and a coke so i apologize to everybody involved with my um my bubbles, my burps. Yes. She, Sarah did a pretty, pretty major burp pre-recording. Yeah. And it was, I was really proud of you. My computer shook. <laughs> Your computer's like, oh my God, girl. <laughs> and then my watch was like loud decibels. <laughs> Don't you love that? It was like, thank you. That came from me, actually. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Let's get started. Um. I will never remember who asks the trivia question first. Do I ask it? Because it's my chapter. Yes. Okay. Abby. Yes. <laughs> I have a question for you and our listeners. What you got, mom? Would you rather travel by broomstick? No. I'm going to say travel by hippogriff. Uh, classroom or Trelawney's? <laughs> Would you rather travel by hippogriff? Or travel via flu powder? 
I'm going to say flu powder. Let me change this up again. Would you okay. rather travel by flu powder or by, um, shit, how do I travel by? Because uh, oh, um, both of those sound equally yep. awful. Yes. And with a port key, you have to hold on to something the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I have, when I get nervous, I have clammy hands. I've been shamed before. I know, I know who I am. But, but with flu powder, they make it sound, at least in Chamber of Secrets, like you have to know where you're going. You have to know when you need to leave. And I can't imagine that I would keep my eyes open the whole time. But the porky knows where I need to go. So I don't have to do any planning. The porky, you're out in the open space. Flu powder, you're in a confined space. But it might be warm, but I'm always warm. You know, I'm going to go with uh, porky because I don't have to think as much. Porky sounds less work to me. Yes. While... um Man, every time I fucking read these books, I get more and more confused on flu powder because first it was like, you have to get out at the right grade. Mm-hmm. You cannot bypass it, blah, blah, blah. But then in this book, Harry just like falls out into the right grade. I'm like, wait, did you not stop? Because mm-hmm. your body stopped by itself. I don't know. Somebody explain this to me. Somebody <laughs> it sounded a lot more difficult at the yes. beginning of the books. But now it's not a big deal. And maybe it's like he's just becoming more used to it. He he did it once. He does, he knows how to do it. Although that was two years ago. Um, that is true. That is true. But yeah, you make a good point. Maybe he knows what to kind yeah. of watch out for. Yeah. I yeah. you know this when people are like, "What's your weakest uh, strength Thanks. or whatever?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm fucking indecisive as hell. I have to think <laughs> out literally every possibility before yeah. I can tell you maybe what I think my answer might be. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to tell everybody else my thought process. <laughs> yes. I have to show you the flow chart of what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, my question for you is this chapter, which you will be covering in anywhere from 30 seconds to 10 minutes. Um, it's probably one of my favorite chapters. It's so, it seems so removed from the rest of the book series, mm-hmm. but it's not obviously because we'll see um, where all these things come back later on in the series um i fucking love this chapter Mm -hmm. and there's it's really done through a character of frank bryce um which we'll get you'll get more into i won't i'm just hanging out but he says that there when he's listening to um wormtail and voldemort talk he's like they're talking in codes there are only two types of people that would talk in codes do you remember what type of people though are that would be criminals and spies. I love it. <laughs> yes. I, I literally yes. just finished this chapter yes. again. Yes. Yes. We've listened to them several times. I just love that part where so much where he's like, there's only two types of people in the world who be tucking in code. I don't know why he's a pirate, but he's like spies and criminals. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, I was like, that's a little Scottish, a little Irish. That actually matches up. <laughs> he's a Scottish pirate. <laughs> He is. Are the sea it calls the spies and criminals. <laughs> My legs <laughs> hurt. <laughs> I got oh. scurvy. 
Oh, we just killed all of our UK listeners. I'm really sorry. Well, well there's I'm only so two of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's maybe more. there's more. There's more. Who is to say? Who is to say? So we've got a brand new book, and you know I do not like history, but for some reason mm-hmm. I like to go in history. The very first chapter. Um, so real quick, now we're in uh, school year 1994 into 1995. Mm-hmm. There I, have I have a to. bug. I know. I was helping you. See? Thank you. <laughs> it's no longer around me. Uh, moving forward, I will uh, only start off August through July because that is the school year that we cover. But I How's didn't that? do that last year. So I'm going to start at the beginning of 1994 and in July of 1995. But okay. I'm going to go semi-quick because that is a lot of history to cover so much okay real quick i believe in you uh, no pressure no pressure nelson mandala was elected president in mm-hmm. Gen- nope um april of 1994 the okay. way that this website bunches it up is super weird i don't what know why website? i went with it uh infoplease.com love it yes i'm not sure where i got the last year or the last book um i would have used that link uh nancy kerrigan was attacked <gasps> oh i actually i'm oh man that was really bad i'm sorry four were convicted in the world trade center bombing mm. clinton was accused of sexual harassment while governor of arkansas mm. oj simpson <laughs> was arrested in the killing of his wife and her friend ronald goldman um u.s supreme court approves limit on abortion protests cool yay and newt greengridge was named house speaker mm-hmm. um kurt cobain kills himself he was mm. 27 let's rephrase that kurt cobain dies that is true yes sorry i'm reading straight from no, the website fine. kurt cobain dies um, I do remember when this happened and I was not very much of like a grunge listener, but um, all of my grunge friends were very upset. Mm. And now that I do watch, listen to grunge, um, now I am equally as upset. Man, Steven Spielberg wins his first directing Oscar for Schindler's List, which I'm still really? not allowed to watch that. Can you get it till 94? Mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that shocking? Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks wins his second consecutive Best Actor Oscar. Uh, first was for Philadelphia in 1993. Second was for Forrest Gump, which is also my husband's favorite movie, mm-hmm. which is an awesome movie. Um, let's see. The FDA approves the Flavor Saver Tomato, which is the first genetically engineered food product. And that's Flavor Saver without the O's. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to 1995. Um, You know what? I'm just going to save 1995 for the next one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. You do. Because, yeah, like the dates are like all over the fucking place. So I can't read all this. Okay. (laughs) Let's get into Harry Potter. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So I definitely agree with Abby. This is definitely one of the best chapters ever Mm -hmm. um this so there's only three books out of the seven that the first chapter takes um like the point of view from another 
not Harry Potter, but this is the only point of view from a muggle mm. that we ever see in the whole, um, except for Petunia later on. But it's not really from her point of view. She's just telling the story later on. What? We never really hear from a muggle per se, yeah. except for Petunia. But gotcha. with this chapter, we get the actual point of view of Muggle. Okay. Um, the other first chapters are the first book where it's from Dumbledore's point of view. And then the... Um, well, Vernon's point of view, too, kind of. That's true. Yeah. Both it's there. split. It's 50-50. It is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then um, I believe it's the last book that we take the point of view from all the death eaters. Is that death. the last book? Yes. But, um, half blood prince. It's the other minister. Ooh, that's true. There's another muggle one. Yeah. See, look at me. I don't even do my research half the time. I'm cool. like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Done. Signed to deliver. Right. <laughs> so there are a few muggles. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, First, we're going to take a little history dive. We're going to go back in time. In August of 1943, an absurd tragedy occurred inside the Riddle House, and nobody was able to find out how it happened. When the maid, nope, when the Riddle's maid went into work that day, she discovered all three Riddles dead in the drawing room, still in their dinner things. The police found no evidence of murder or suicide, claiming to be in perfect health except for the fact that they were dead. They arrested the Riddles gardener, Frank Bryce, for questioning, since the door and windows were not forced open or shattered on the night of their murder. The Riddles cook testified that he was the only one with the key to the house. Frank, not the cook. Frank, however, said that the only person he saw that night was a mysterious dark-haired boy and was released due to lack of evidence, but many still believe he committed the murders. So, sidetracking real quick, this is actually when um, Tom Riddle actually does go to their house, and mm -hmm. he kills his father and his grandparents. Mm -hmm. um, I meant to do the research, didn't, because I was driving the whole fucking time. Um, really need Siri enabled. <laughs> but do you know offhand if this was when Tom Riddle created a, uh, a Horcrux? Or I think so. I wanted to say that he was creating his for first Horcruxes. Um, I just couldn't verify. Um, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for muting me. I try to not be an asshole as much as possible. <laughs> Um, so 1943, that is when Tom Riddle does create his first Horcrux. Um, did he make one with Myrtle? I don't think so. Um, I don't think anybody could really okay, say who it was, it but I think she just kind of like got in the way. She was yes. at the wrong time, wrong. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I looked it up. Um, and if my screen can this. June 13th, 1942, Tom Riddle Myrtle's um, Moaning Myrtle, and the diary becomes his first horcrux. Um, mm, so it had to be before that. Yeah. August 1943, Tom Riddle murders his father in the home of little Hingleton 
sending a piece of his soul into a ring formerly owned by um, Marvolo Gaunt, the younger Riddle's grandfather and a descendant of Salazar Slytherin himself. This becomes mm-hmm. his second horcrux. So by the time he killed his dad and his grandparents, he was like, this is not my first murder. I've got this, everybody. Stand back. I actually know how to do this. Yeah, this is actually pretty easy magic. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's pretty easy dark magic. Yes. For him, at uh, least. Yeah. You know, if you don't have a conscience. Then... Yeah. Or like a soul, morality. Well, he doesn't have a soul because it keeps getting fucking split, bro. I know. You're getting it's... weaker, man. <laughs> Did you ever see that pie chart? And it's like, um, it's a full circle. And then it does half for the first one. And then it goes half from there and then half from there and half from there. And it's like breaking down each horror crux made into how big his soul is. Mm-hmm. And the comments are like, fuck, I never even thought of it. Like, I literally just thought it was like half, but I never right. thought about halving that half and then having and that half. Having it and then having it. Yeah. Yes. We should find that, that again and post it. I will find it. I will try to find it as well. A half a century later, on the night of August 16th, 1994, an elderly Frank is still working as the groundskeeper of the Riddle House. He sees a fire flickering in one of the rooms of the mansion and goes over to investigate, thinking it's probably a couple of kids who regularly disturb him. Inside, he overhears the same boy he saw on the night of the Riddle's murder. Wait, what? No, that's not right. (laughs) I'm going to go off off what I copy-pasted here. When he goes over, he sees a man, shriveled, sounds like a rat. And he's talking to someone in a chair that's pushed away from him. He does not know who this is. Peter Pettigrew, essentially, and Lord Voldemort, though Frank does not know this, they are learning or they are planning basically the kidnapping of Harry Potter. Frank can put together that Harry Potter is in danger. Um, however, Voldemort and Pettigrew, they're using a lot of verbiage that Frank does not know about. Uh, Frank also learns that he plans to, that Lord Voldemort plans to reward Pettigrew for his help in capturing Bertha Jorkins, who we do find out is a Ministry of Magic employee. Voldemort used Bertha Jorkins, Jorkins Uh, to extract information before killing her. They are talking about having to wait until the um, World Cup is finished. Pettigrew questions why, and uh, Voldemort is very persistent in putting Peter Pettigrew down as much as possible. Mm -hmm. He has zero trust in Pettigrew. And one point, um, Voldemort was like, we need to find another, or yes, we should find another wizard because we can find more wizards that have more loyalty than you do. And Pettigrew is like pretty upset over this. He's like, I am very loyal to you. I found Bertha Jorkins. And Voldemort's like, yeah, but you didn't really know what you were doing, did mm-hmm. you? He was like, I knew maybe a little bit. And Voldemort at this point says, wizards would give their right arm for me or their right hand and i was like what 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 i never heard this before or i never put this together before yes i'm like damn 
did Peter Pettigrew hold on to that piece of information forever? Because later on in this book, when they're actually doing that spell, it mm-hmm. just says flesh. It doesn't say a whole fucking hand. Mm-hmm. So, but then another part of me, because Pettigrew is very adamant about not waiting to get Harry Potter. He's like, we could literally grab any other wizard here. Mm-hmm. Like anybody. I could be gone for two days, come back and have another perfectly good wizard that we can use for this. So I'm like, is he trying to save Harry Potter or is he just trying to get the job done quicker? Or is he trying to hand off some of this responsibility to another? And I cannot figure out what what is his end goal here. Do you have any thoughts? I I wonder if the whole first of all, the whole give their left hand. Right. I don't feel like right hand. Peter Peter Grew knew the implications of that line i think that it was just a phrase that he was like i i would give you my my left boob to do this like one of those things i think voldemort already knew at this time he's like i'm gonna fuck peter grew up i'm gonna take that hand i think he already knew what had to go with that i don't think peter did and i think that um maybe if the whole life debt is as old magic is and like apparently everybody knows about this thing um i'm wondering if he is not necessarily protecting harry but he's scared of what will happen if he tries to hurt harry how it's going to come back on him his own self Mm -hmm. yeah i was curious if pettigrew actually had already put together that he does now Mm -hmm. have a life debt to him Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting that he may have already made that connection that he is bright enough to actually mm-hmm. remember that piece because there is a lot of old magic that even Voldemort doesn't remember. Yeah. Um, more along the lines of uh, Harry's mother. Um, the love. Yeah. Whatever we call that. <laughs> the love. <laughs> The love spell. Love spell. (laughs) Love spell. Um, Yeah. Um, So Frank, he is listening to these people. He knows that they're talking in code. He says the piece of trivia that Abby said earlier. uh, Only two kinds of people speak in code, and that's spies and criminals. And he was old army guy old war veteran he is like i'm gonna fuck these people up he is probably in my head i picture him as like 90 years old like super like wobbly mm-hmm. i'm like get out frank get out no <laughs> find yourself <laughs> yeah um i think it says he's in his 80s yeah he's he is older for sure yes. you're probably right about the 80s old enough Frank then hears uh, Slytherin behind him. He looks around and Nagini is there. He's like, of course, frozen because Nagini is a big-ass snake. Question, do we think that he's already a... Or do we think that she is already a... um, Horcrux? Horcrux? Um, Let me pull up that article. Unknown date night. Wait, am I muted? No, here you are. <laughs> Unknown date nineteen ninety four. Bertha Jorkins, an employee of the Ministry of Magic, is lured to the Albanian forest 
by Pettigrew, where she is tortured for information on the Triwizard Tournament. The memory curse leaves her so badly damaged that Voldemort kills her, sending a piece of his soul into his snake, Nagini, creating his seventh and final Horcrux. So it probably would be right around this time, if not slightly earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's got we can, all of them. We can assume that he already has seven, which is why he's probably so weak and mm-hmm. baby-like right now. Nagini slithers into the room and Voldemort immediately starts speaking um, in parcel tongue. Uh, they kind of go back and forth. Frank is rightfully creeped out because mm-hmm. I would be too. Um, hearing a man speak like that, I would be super freaked out. Hearing anybody uh, just go, uh, I'm gonna meet you. <laughs> no, I just said, Hey, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I didn't sound like that. <laughs> I was trying to save Justin Flinch Fletchley. Okay, I was not telling the snake to attack him. No, Mom. I was telling the snake to fuck off, mm-hmm. leave Justin Flinch Fletchley alone. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Lord Voldemort then says, oh, Nagini's got some interesting information. Pettigrew is like, oh, interesting. And Voldemort's like, yes, interesting. (laughs) They just say interesting like four times to each other. I love it so much. (laughs) It's interesting, huh? Indubitably, yes. (laughs) Um... Voldemort says, yes, Nagini actually says that there is a elderly muggle in the hallway. So the door fucking flies off his hinges, <laughs> opens up super quickly, <laughs> and Frank, like, stands his ground. He was like, I know you're a bunch of criminals, and my wife knows that I'm here, and if I don't get back to her safely, uh, she's gonna call the police on you. And Voldemort is like, and I think the fuck not, because I know you're here by yourself. I could read your fucking mind by looking in your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Frank still stands his ground. He's like, "You're, you call yourself a lord, and um, you're just a man." And at that point, Voldemort says, "I am not a man, but I am much, much more than that." Pettigrew turned me around. Pettigrew is incredibly nervous at this point. He's like shaking in his boots and he turns the chair around um then frank can see that he's like this little baby thing that's super weird to describe um and before even frank can put all of this together voldemort casts the avada kedavra curse on him um he immediately dies of course because that's what that spell does and then 200 miles away in the town of surrey in little winning uh harry potter wakes up from a nightmare at the dursley's house with his scar burning love it my friends that's it Um, that's a chapter it's i love this chapter Mm -hmm. i love the point of view from the muggle i love the history that when you read this the first time you have no idea what this actually Mm -hmm. means like how did this family fucking yeah. die 50 years ago? It's mm-hmm. actually fucking Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. It's Tim Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you do know that Voldemort's name is Tom Riddle, because we learned that mm-hmm. in Chamber of Secrets. But you have no idea, 
Like, you don't know right. what a horcrux is. You don't no. know what, because we know that the diary is slightly weird and mm-hmm. kind of got creepy magic in it. Um, because you can't see its brain and you should never trust anything that you can't see where its brain is kept. Yes. Um, and yeah, I there's a line in it that says um, that the two grandparents and then Tom Riddle Sr., they were all in perfectly good health, except for the fact of being dead. <laughs> yes. Like, and I love that they also said um, they all look like they had been scared to death. Yes. Which is super fucking creepy, but such mm-hmm. a really cool, like, little tidbit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you think that they knew who he was? Well, Marope or Marope, depending on how you pronounce it, Tom Riddle's mom was hoping that Tom would look like his father when he was born. And Mm -hmm. there are sayings that Tom Riddle was very attractive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming that he did look like Tom, the dad. That's what I assume. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he looked as much as older Tom as Harry did to James, but Mm -hmm. like, you kind of have to assume that. So maybe it's like, oh, shit, remember I knocked that one girl up and she got pregnant and then this has to be her. I, and then the parents the are like, did you have a baby? You had a baby? I had a grandchild the whole time. What happened? Have you ever seen that SNL skit of Home Goods and it's A.D. Bryant and Kate McKinnon doing a commercial and they're like older women and Paul Rudd is directing it and he's like, what would you guys like from Home Goods this Christmas? Or what do you want for the Christmas this year? And they're both like grandkids, grandchildren. <laughs> I want my son to impregnate my daughter-in-law for a grandbaby. <laughs> like, no, tell me like things you can get at Home Goods. And she's like, grandchildren. <laughs> That's the whole skit. It's so funny. I've um, never seen that. Oh, it's really fucking good. Oh, I'll have to look it out. I'll put it in the show notes. Hilarious. Um, there's a couple of things in here in this chapter that I really like. Um, when they're talking about the Quidditch World Cup, Frank is like, those are not words. And the way that Quidditch is spelled with how Frank sees it with a K. Oh, yeah. He, just, he like doesn't he doesn't know that word. It's not a real word. That's no. something spies say. So I love that Quidditch is spelled with a K for Frank. Because why would it be spelled forgot about that? Right. Why would it be with a Q? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck does he know? And then there's a part where Voldemort is telling Peter, like, you're going to have to milk Nagini. Okay, you have to milk her. And the whole time, I'm just thinking of the, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Like, the whole goddamn time. Yes. Every single time they say milk Nagini, I'm like, I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk milk me? me? Can you milk a snake? I don't know, actually. It's not something that I want my Google search to have. I'm assuming that this is through Nagini's teeth. Ew, that's even grosser. Like the poison, almost. Ah, I thought you were going to say teeth. You know, the through teats. the teeth. I'm going to Google it. You're going to take one I'm for gonna, the team. I'm going to take this for the team. Thank how, you. How do you elk Nagini? <laughs> Specifically. Oh, something already looked it up. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine we were the first people to say, um, I don't know. Yep. A snakes are milked by expressing the teeth against a rubberish, rubberized or flat surface. Ew. It's even grosser than if she had nipples. 
Yeah, I don't think snakes have nipples. I don't think they do either. Because they're, they're not mammals. Right. They could ask for some. Look at us. Are we in Ravenclaw? We certainly are not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Milk the venom from Nagini's fangs. Whew. And used All it right. along with unicorn blood to concoct a dark potion, which allowed Lord Voldemort's shattered soul to regain a rudimentary but physical form. Hmm. hmm. All right. I, I mean, I just accepted it. Like flip book. <laughs> Here's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Wormtail's actually one. trying to milk the teeth. <laughs> no, Nagini or <laughs> Voldemort's like, no, you Not fucking like idiot. <laughs> Go find Bertha Jorkin. She'll show yes. you. <laughs> She's a woman. She'll know. They know everything, which we do. <laughs> we do. We do. No lie. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm so glad we're into this book. Yes. It is a fucking hefty book, but I am here for it. There's yes. so much that happens in this book. Um, 37 I'm so chapters. excited. 37 37 i don't last even remember year, last year i had no it last 22 was not very many. <laughs> yeah so that's less i'm not i i know how many there's differences you guys so how many me. how many extra chapters or extra episodes do we have in here I, what is 37 divided i actually by have it all written down let me bring it up so when will we finish this book <laughs> Oh, I did not do Sounds dates. like a whole, like almost a whole year. So in Goblet of Fire, there are 37 chapters. Um, so there's going to be five bonus episodes, which make it 42 total. There are 52 weeks in a year. So this will take us just under a year. That is bonkers. Yeah. I hope and you then, guys can stick with us. And then Order has um, 38 chapters, five bonus. So there's 43 total. Half-Blood has 30 chapters plus five bonus of 35 total. And then Deathly Hallows has 36 chapters um, plus the epilogue. And then five bonus chapters, bonus episodes. So it's like four years. Yeah. (laughs) We're set. Everybody, tell your friends and family about us. Yes. We still have four more years here. (laughs) We started... May the 4th of 2021. It is October 1st of 2022. So it has been a year and five months mm-hmm. that we did three books in. Yeah. And now it's going to take us almost a full year to get through just this one book. Yeah. And that's not including the movies either. Or if oh, we need to take true. a break for any reason. Yeah. God knows our life. <laughs> we have a life out here somewhere. I, no, think it's all I, do. I don't Potter. know. Um, love it great job thank you thank you i can't wait for the next one you have a very short chapter next one yes i love i always get the fucking building episodes i felt like that was my whole time in the last Mm -hmm. book like all i had were like the in-betweeners i'm like it's christmas time in the castle (laughs) (laughs) you know what i think is very very funny this book there's only one quidditch chapter in the whole book and guess do who I covers it? it? No, you got I it do. again. You do that. I, it I think you did this on purpose. <laughs> I was trying to be nice when we first started this, and I said I will take the first chapter, so all of the um, the weight and anxiety and all that is on me to begin with. I will do that for us, and I will do that for you. And Little did I know, 
Did you see that thing that I posted on our Instagram story about there are people who like Quidditch and then there's Dean and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not Abby. No, <laughs> that's not, that's not Abby. That's just the opposite of Abby. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was just playing this entire time? I actually love I Quidditch. <laughs> I love Quidditch as long as it's spelled with a K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do you want to do witchy wins and socials? Yes. Um, so my witchy win is tomorrow I will be getting lunch with um, a friend of mine, Ellen, listener of the pod, friend of the pod. Um, I have not seen her in a long time. It's been several months. Um, but one, I'm excited to see her. Two, I've got some gifts for her child, um, my granddaughter, Hazel. And three, Ellen's pregnant. And it's the first time I'm seeing her pregnant with this baby. And I'm so fucking excited. And Aww. I have not seen I saw the announcement. Yes, I was so excited. Um, just to like toot my own horn when she told me she's like, You're actually the first friend I've told. And I felt like, so fucking honored. I know. Queen. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. How long is she now? I want to say she's doing like February or so. Oh, January, okay. Maybe? So she's about halfway through. Yeah. Or more. Mm-hmm. That's as hard. Dude, I don't fucking know. Pregnancy is weird too. That's why I'm not doing it. All right. My little witchy win is is gonna be my birthday the day after this comes out. Yes, it is, bitch. Everybody, it is my birthday. I love my birthday. I love my birthday month. So everybody is already eleven days late on um wishing me a happy birthday month. <laughs> so feel free to reach out to me via social on Instagram at Sarah Smart Sarah <laughs> underscore Smiles. Fuck, now I don't even know my social. Man, I have too many tabs open. Sarah underscore smiles 83. Boom. I need to stop switching out my social. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. It's your birthday, Tamari. Everybody go wish the best witch in the world a happy birthday. She deserves it. Yeah. In lieu of birthday gifts, please rate, review, please and support. <laughs> please support us. Support by telling us. your friends and family. Yes, so tell five people. <laughs> and then everybody give us five stars on Apple. <laughs> mm-hmm. But don't tell them that we told you to do it. Exactly. Do it because you want to do it. Yes, I want you to want to do the dishes. Baby one of 12 lemons. Baby one of 12 lemons. I did watch that the other day. It's such a good movie. It's the breakup. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it's so okay. good. Um, perfect. Find us on social media. Sarah said hers. You can find me, Abby, everywhere at Babs Gilmore. You can find the pod at um, by following our link tree, which is in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, scroll down where it's got a little summary. You can just click on that little link and it'll take you to everything. It's literally, it's yeah, it is magic. Yeah. Do it's it. nerd magic. <laughs> it's nerd magic. Yes. All right. You'll stay with me. Until the very end. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, that's copyrighted. Do, do. That's not our music.